0: Good and welcome to Holding Fast. Welcome to the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? Is it giving you the direction that you need and the stability that every one of us needs in our lives? Great to welcome you today. Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. I hope these are helpful to you. And uh, we turn from different topics to uh, to often looking at even significant days and theological issues and things of that nature. And it's a real joy to be able to do so. And uh, if uh, you have a Bible question, I make this offer from time to time. But if you have a question about something in the Bible, something pertaining to the Christian life, or some theological question, please don't hesitate to drop me a line. You can. Email me at pastornason at gmail.com. And uh, I will do my best to make your question one of the podcasts that we have and I have, I'm have, accumulating a number of questions, and so if you have one you'd like to add to that, please don't hesitate to do so. Love to have you. I pastor Heritage Baptist Church in Laconia, New Hampshire, and uh, we often have Ask the Pastor type nights, and folks, I think, benefit from that quite a bit. So if you have a Bible question, uh, then uh, you can certainly drop me a line and let me know, and then we can talk about that, or I can talk about that on the podcast. Well, in the past several podcasts, we've been taking the time to look at uh, evangelizing those in the secular world today. Uh, Proclaiming the gospel to a secular society is not an easy thing to do, particularly in this day and age when everything Christian is, is, uh, is criticized and put down. And it is important for us, though, to understand that God's not called us to worry about the results. I struggled with this a great deal when I first went into the ministry because I have this plan that every time I was going to give the gospel, I was going to see regularly people fall down on their knees and say, how can I be saved? And, And it's disappointing at times when you go out and you're on fire for the cause of Christ. You know what he's done for you. You're excited about it and you're trying to serve him. And you just don't understand why everybody else is not excited about this and how He's saved your soul and what he can do for them and so it's difficult and sometimes you get downcast and despairing about it Uh, but I want to remind you today that frequently in the Bible particularly the Old Testament prophets as we look at their ministry you discover that many times they labored for years sometimes their entire ministry and there's not one recorded incident of a convert coming to God now I think that's very telling uh, the apostle, uh, excuse me, uh, the Lord called uh, the prophets Ezekiel and and he called Jeremiah, and he said, "You're going to have a hard ministry, but don't be unfaithful. But you be faithful with the message that I give to you." And uh, you can read that in those first chapters of of Isaiah and uh, excuse me uh, of Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel, and uh, and take some uh, instruction from that. Well, we have been looking at uh, evangelizing a secular society today, and we have been noting the Apostle Paul when he went to the city of Athens in Acts chapter 17, and we noted that he was wanting the message to be relevant to people. So he talked about something they knew, quoted their own prophets. He took opportunity to be able to uh challenged them on their the uh their knowledge of their creator and the one true god and then he gave them the facts of the of the gospel itself he was very pointed about it he was clear about it he didn't amend the gospel he didn't water it down he didn't try to change it to make it more acceptable by uh the uh, common man that he was preaching to there on that day But rather he was faithful to include all the facts and not alter them in any way. He was communicating the gospel to them because he had compassion on their souls. And he did so in such a way that I believe really did demonstrate and show that there was something different about the message that Paul was carrying to them. Now, as we close out this series... Uh, At the very end of this, I want to encourage us today to remember something very important. I want you to hear this. In Acts chapter 17, we see the results of Paul's preaching. There were some who mocked and there were others that delayed responding, though they never did hear Paul again. And there's always going to be people like that. There will be some that will mock, they will throw off, they will deride, uh, they will um, uh, belittle the message and the messenger. There will be some that will say, hey, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear more about that, but they never do come back around. But there was also another response and a result, and that is that some believed. You know, the gospel is not an idea to be debated or or a philosophy to be discussed. It's really, according to Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, it's a power to be unleashed. Because the gospel is the power of God to save a human soul. An immortal living being can be transformed, can be changed, can be rescued, can be made brand new because of the power of the gospel itself. That power is really demonstrated in 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 transformed lives, in lives that become something radically different that can be explained no other way. Now, I want to remind you today that you, you can't allow yourself to be content If you're not seeing people converted through your witness and ministry, don't let up there. The fact is that you're going to give the gospel many times before somebody will receive it. They're not always going to be open to it, but I want to challenge you today that, that uh, if you're not seeing a lot of people converted, that doesn't mean you should stop trying. The fact is we cry out to the Lord even more to save men and women. And we, We look at how we do it and we try to enhance our our, our presentation and make it as clear as we possibly can. We look at how relevant we are. Are we using language and vocabulary words that, that those to whom we're witnessing don't understand? We look at our own earnestness. Is it mechanical in its presentation or is it genuinely heartfelt? Do we have an excitement about the news of Jesus and his love? You know, God still uses prayerful proclamation. He does. Believing that, believing that he's still saving human souls, I think we ought to strategically reach out to those, of course, that that know something about God and challenge them. Then we ought to also be reaching to people in the marketplace, those with whom you rub shoulders on a daily basis, those with whom you do business with and work with. Even those, there may be some that are philosophers, like we're in the Areopagus there, uh, the, the place where people went to hear the philosophers and the, the worship in shrine, shrines and false gods. Uh, we ought to be able to engage with them as well and tell them of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 6, In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Results. We all would like to see those. We all would like to see everybody embrace the message. I was uh, talking with someone today. And had opportunity to share a prayer request with somebody that is very dear to our own heart, both of our hearts. And this person is just uh, flailing away, trying to find, like somebody drowning in a lake. Their arms are flailing everywhere. They're trying to find some measure of peace, some measure of contentment in their heart. And they cannot find it in the places they're looking Let's remember that there are people out there like that. Let's not be discouraged because not everybody believes and embraces the gospel right off. And let's be encouraged that God just calls you to be faithful with the message. He doesn't call you to worry about the results. You let him take care of that because salvation truly is of the Lord. Father, I pray that you'd bless us today as we serve you give your people a longing and a heart for the gospel. Give us compassion for those that are lost. We want you to be glorified in all things. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.